Welcome to Catch the Fire Toronto's weekly sermon podcast. This message was recorded live at Catch the Fire Church in Toronto, Canada. We hope you enjoy it. We are going to be carrying on our little series over Christmas of um, Heaven Came Down. You know, overall theme in our year is that God's calling us, the Father's calling us up into his presence, up into his life, up into his joy, and up into his heart of love. But the reality is we can only do that because heaven came down. And what we love, you know, we celebrate over Christmas period is the truth of Jesus being born, God in the flesh, Jesus being born and coming to live on this earth, to live our life. And, you know, last week, Ash preached a wonderful message on, um, you know, God as Emmanuel, a prophetic word that was given uh, a long time ago before Jesus was born. And Emmanuel, uh, meaning with us is God. Just God's presence, God is with us, God is for us, God is in us, God's around us. And Jesus, the name means God who saves. So with us is God, the God who saves. And it's just a wonderful wonderful reminder that wherever we go, no matter what's happening in our lives, no matter what circumstances we're experiencing, God is with us. And so today I want to take a little bit more along that theme and and preach into uh, the good news of the gospel of peace. I want to talk about peace. What is it? What has God done for us um, in Jesus and the the reality of that peace? So we're going to look at Luke and we're going to read at chapter 2. And we're going to read probably from verse 1, I think, till about verse 20, and uh, maybe 21, and then uh, I'll unpack a couple of things within that. So I think the words will be up on the screen. Otherwise, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to it. We'll be referring back to it uh, here and there. Okay, in the days, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And when all and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angel went away from heaven, went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem And see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. 
And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for, they, for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. I love that, you know, um, I love that, that picture of that. What I want to talk a little bit today is about the, what, you know, the message that, that the angel gave to the shepherds. And when we first moved to Australia in 2002, we lived in Melbourne, and uh, we went to, just nearby, there was a Seventh-day Adventist church, a large church that had a large property on it. And, um, you know, they did this, what they called the Road to Bethlehem. And you walked in, and it was an interactive thing. They had people, they had a set, they had people dressed up as Romans, and they had shepherds, and they had passers-by, and there were people trying to sell things. And, you know, you walk through the different stages of the Christmas story, and then you got to the end uh, where, they, where you met Jesus, and the, the, you know, there was a baby in the, in the manger. And, um, and just before you got to that point, there was an angel that, that made this announcement. And so you're sitting there, and this angel stands, and then all of a sudden, there was, you hadn't really seen, but up on the scaffolding above you, there was this sort of netting, and the light came on, and this choir like, sang out that song by Michael W. Smith, Alleluia, you know, um, holy for the Lord, or whatever, the, however it goes. I won't sing it to you, I'll spare your ears. But it, it was just, it made you just literally go, whoa. You know, you weren't expecting it, and all of a sudden, this light came on, these people that were just here singing this song, and, um, and it, was, it was beautiful. I can imagine, you know, we kind of laugh, maybe the angels, certainly the shepherds, they were afraid, but could you imagine being in a dark field, and all of a sudden, an angel appears to you, and then a whole choir of angels come and sing to you? It would probably freak you out. It definitely would freak me out. And I love what the angel says to them in verse 10. He says this, fear not. Yeah, because you're terrified. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. So the message is, there's good news. This good news will bring you great joy. This great joy, this good, the message of good news is for everybody, not just for a certain group of people. It's for all people. And then they hear the angels, and uh, the angels in the heavenly hosts, and the song that they're singing is, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those, among men and women with whom he is well pleased, with whom he is pleased. The good news that brings great joy is this. There's peace on earth. Peace to all men. Peace to everybody that wants it. Peace for all people. Peace in Jesus. And so we want to look at that peace. You know, that peace, the message that comes is there's peace, and the people that receive that peace are the ones whom the Father is well pleased. And we'll, we'll come back to that. Let's just take a minute to think about this. What is, what is peace? What does it mean? For many of us, we're looking for peace. You know, it's that classic thing in the, uh, the beauty pageants, you know, what do you, want, what do you want to achieve? What I want, you know, I love that, that one from South Carolina, you know, if you ever saw her, you know, ask the question and she started talking about maps and the, you know, it's like, why can't Americans find you know, America on the map? Well, in the Iraq and in China, they don't have maps. And it was just like this, bizarre, random thing that was kind of funny, but at the end, it's like, and world peace. <laughs> you know, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for peace. We're looking for peace in nations. We're looking for peace in families. We're looking for peace even internally. There's many of us in, you know, this new sort of uh, 
trends and, and di dialogue or narrative now that what I'm looking for is inner peace. I'm looking for something that, that you know, is going to bring me peace. And, you know, we know when we think about war, as, you know, peace is about nation, it can be nation against nation. And we're seeing that even in, the, in this, you know, in the world at the moment when we're, you know, with Russia and the Ukraine, we're believing and praying for God to bring peace there. But, you know, in, in, in within, um, you know, our societies or our, our culture and our nations, we, we can talk about peace and we can make peace. We can, we can keep the peace. That often that peace that we make, though, is pretty fragile and very circumstantial. You know, so between nations, you might make a, a peace, but they would talk about it's an uneasy peace, or there's some compromises that have been made. There's something that somebody has done, they've backed off, they've done something. But if the, if the other party, they've made an agreement, but if the other party step away from that, then all the war will break out again. Or, you know, with, within families, there's, you know, I just want to keep the peace this Christmas. Maybe some of you are going to be going to, into family situations where it's a bit difficult and a bit challenging and there's been some, maybe some disharmony and, 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 you know, the family word is, well, just keep the peace, just put your differences aside for today just for the sake of the kids. It'll, you know, just make it a nice Christmas. Or, you know, for some of us, we'll, we're thinking, well, I'll do anything to keep the peace. I don't want conflict. I, we see peace as an absence of conflict, and we see peace as maybe some tranquility. So I'll do whatever I can to keep the peace. Or, so for some of us, it's like, peace out. I'm going. I'm done. I'm out of here. And so we're looking, at, we're looking for peace. All of humanity, and to some degree, is looking for peace. But the problem with peace that comes from humanity is it's circumstantial and it's very fragile and often doesn't last for very long. I can know that from my own life because if somebody pushes me the wrong way, pushes my buttons, you know, Ash says something that I don't really like very much, all of a sudden I can lose my peace. I can evaporate pretty quickly. Someone, I'm driving along the road, I'm feeling really good about myself, and somebody cuts me in, and boom, my peace has disappeared. Somebody says, you know, something about, I read something on the news, or I look at my bank account, and I think about Christmas, and poof, poof, peace is gone, peace has disappeared already. And see, the thing about our peace is it's temporal and it's circumstantial, but the peace that is the good news of heaven is its peace that is found in a person. Peace is a person. Actually, Paul says in, two, in Ephesians 2 that Jesus is our peace. And I love that. So it's not about being in the circumstances. It's not about whether we do the right thing or not. Actually, peace in the Bible is much more than circumstances. It's, it's very broad, but it starts with the reality that peace comes through a relationship that God makes with us. God establishes his love, and the Christmas story is how God in the, came in the flesh to actually bring us peace, to remove the hostility that was between us and him. The word peace carries with it a connotation of reconciliation, to be reconciled to someone. When you have an argument or a disagreement, you know, when Ash and I have an argument or a disagreement, we get disconnected relationally. It's easy to, to do when you've got strong opinions. I like the sound of my own voice. She likes the sound of her own voice. We, I like, she likes her opinion, and I think I'm right. The typical thing is I'm hardly ever right, which is a bit of a bummer, because then it means that reconciliation means that I have to walk further towards her than she does to me, you know. But in, in a disconnection of a relationship, what happens is there is a wound, there's some, some words, there's some pain that's, that's come that's separated individuals, that's separated humans, that's separated us 
from each other and to find, to, to come back into a place of peace, we actually have to be reconciled to each other. We have to deal with the wound or the pain that, that, that's there to actually allow forgiveness to flow. I have to say to Ash, I'm really sorry once again. I was silly once again. You know, and Ash can say, well, I, I forgive you and I release you. She has taken, it's cost her something, it's cost me something, but there's been a restoration of relationship. So Jesus came to reconcile, to bring peace. Well, what does that mean? It means that in the, in the, in the very beginning of humanity, God created us for relationship and purpose. We, many of us would under, know and understand this, but Adam and Eve, the first humans, our parents, in a sense, or, you know, long, long, long time ago, they actually disconnected relationally from the Father. They rejected him. They decided they didn't want anything to do with him. They didn't want to live his way. They wanted to live their way. And we as humans have been doing that ever since. And what that created was a fracture in our relationship with God. It created a fracture in our relationship with each other and a fracture in our relationship with God. And in a, you could say, in a sense, that it created a wound in God's heart. Not that God was diminished by it, not that God was you know, somehow less than as a result of this disconnection, but he created you and I for a purpose. He created us to experience his love. And when we rejected him, you know, when, if you've ever been rejected, you know, our natural response, if somebody says, I don't want to know you, is, well, I don't want to know you anyway, right? If someone, you know, when you're a little kid, when you were little kids and somebody was mean to you, what would you do? You would just tell something back exactly the opposite, right? The same thing just to get back at them. And we still do that as adults, don't we? You know, well, maybe it's just me, you know. But we reject and we push away and, and because it creates a wound and we don't want to be connected. In God's heart, there's a, there's a, in a sense, there was a wound of a disconnection of a broken relationship between God and humanity, between God and those he created, the creator and those he created. And again, God wasn't diminished by that, by, by us, because he doesn't need us, but he's created us for that. So his mission and his purpose was to come to reconcile us, to, to reestablish that relationship, to do what would needed to be done to bring back a sense of peace and togetherness between God and humanity. Of course, we didn't really know that that's what we needed. So what God does is he sends his son, Jesus. Jesus comes as fully God, but comes to be a man, to live the life that we couldn't live, to become to, for the creator, to become the created, to step into our existence. It's a story that we celebrate at Christmas. To step into that existence and that reality so that he could live the life that we actually should have given to God, but never could. And so in that life, he walked as a human. He, he received from God as a human. He gave back to God as a human. And he, and he established a righteousness or he established God's purpose for humanity within himself. And he took upon the cross, we know, everything that was wrong with humanity, all of our brokenness, all of our separation, all of our sin, everything that constantly created a wound between in our relationship with the Father, he took it upon himself in Jesus. Everything that we did, we've done that was to say we don't want you to keep rejecting God, to keep telling him that we had, you know, there was nothing about him that we wanted. You know, actually the Bible says before we knew him, we were enemies, we were hostile, we were alienated, we hated God. We didn't want peace with God. 
But God himself, because he's so full of love and he's so kind and he's so good and he wanted to bring us back into that relationship that he's created us for, he took his action, he took the initiative. The Christmas story is that God stepped in to bring us peace. God stepped in to reconcile us to God, to deal with that wound so that the Father could take all of the righteous injustice and all the righteous indignation of centuries and of millions and billions of people that had rejected him and had turned away from him, and he took it all upon himself so that there was an ability that that offense was now paid for, that anger was dealt with, and now we could step into the reality of that peace, not based on our own ability, but based on what Jesus has done. And so Jesus is our peace. When we said yes to Jesus, when we, we were baptized into Jesus, we became one. The Bible says we're united with Christ. We've become one. We're therefore being brought back into that circle of relationship that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have experienced for all of eternity, and we've stepped into that peace. And Jesus has become our peace when we stay and we remain in Jesus. He's the Prince of Peace. And he loves us so much that he has taken all that's wrong with us and he's established it and he's put it on his son and he's paid the price in his son for our freedom. It's such a wonderful gospel message. It's such a wonderful truth that he loves us not because of our own merit, not because of our own ability, not because of the good things that we've done, not even because of the choices that we think that he could see that we were going to make. He loves us because he loves us, because that's his nature. Despite ourselves, his love means that he is God with us, he's God's bes God beside us, he's God in us, he's God for us. And we don't fall out of peace and come into peace and then step out of peace. Jesus is our peace. And he is the one who's given us all. And we've been established now back in this relationship with the Father where we now have an eternal peace with him. Actually, the word that, you know, it's what he's established is a covenant of peace. What's a covenant? Well, a covenant is, I think the, thing, the easiest thing that we have the closest that we have is a marriage covenant, is marriage vows. You know, on, the, on your wedding day, you, those of you that have been married, you say vows. And when you say those vows, you're making a promise, you're making a covenant, you're making an agreement that you're not going to break. Now, of course, because we're human, sometimes we break that. But God himself has made that agreement with us. He's made that promise. He said, I will accept you because of Jesus. I will bring you close. I will make you my own. I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's established a covenant with us by his word that he will never, ever break. And so he's the God of peace for us. Jesus is our peace. But peace is is, is, is that relationship, is the reconciliation, the restoration of relationship. But then peace is so much more than that. Actually, the word in, in, um, in the Hebrew is shalom, which means nothing missing and nothing lacking. So that now that we've been reestablished in relationship with God, there's the peace that comes. Everything else flows out of that so that there is nothing missing or nothing lacking in our lives. That's the Father's desire, that we would be that, we, he, he's, uh, that his peace would be for our well-being, 
that we wouldn't be in inner turmoil. We wouldn't be stressed and anxious about finances or we wouldn't be stressed and anxious about relationships or about our job or about what's coming in the future or where the world is going at the moment because we understand we're loved and he's going to take care of us. His well-being, his well-being, his peace is also rest on us, that we don't have to earn his favor. We don't have to try really hard to make something work. We don't have to get into his good books because he's already lavished us with his favor by making peace with us, not based on our own ability, but based on his ability. His peace is security. It's, I said that in a really kind of American way, didn't I? I just felt like security. Anyway, I'll move on. There's all manner of thoughts going through my mind. They're just right there, but I'll move on. Security, that we actually have, uh, we're anchored into, into who he is, that nothing can separate us from his love other than our own will, but nothing can separate us from his love, that we are loved, cherished, secure within him. His peace is also prosperity, that everything that we need, he will provide. That's what shalom means. It means nothing missing, nothing lacking. Wholeness in your being, wholeness in your relationships, wholeness in your finances, wholeness in your emotions, wholeness in your spirit. And so Jesus doesn't, doesn't just reestablish that relationship with the Father, but then he pours out his Holy Spirit, the spirit of peace, his very spirit to establish us in the truth of that peace and to enable us to live in that peace and live in the reality of that. And ultimately, the fullness of the peace is a new heaven and a new earth where all of creation is reconciled to Christ. And all of creation, there's no more sickness, there's no more disease, there's no more sin, there's no more separation, there's no more hurt, there's no more, you know, even, there's no more death, there's nothing. That's the ultimate goal, the ultimate end of the peace that the Father has given us in Christ Jesus. He wants you to know that he's got you. He has us. He has me, he has you, he has us. Everything that we need, he has. Everything that he desires for us, he wants to provide. Everything that we are worried about, he wants to carry that burden. He wants to release to us his peace and enable us to live in the reality of his love. If you're struggling to find peace, if you are struggling with your emotions, come to Jesus. If you're in turmoil in your relationships, the key isn't to try harder, it's to come to Jesus and let him change your life, change your heart. If you're worried about the future, where the world is going, what's gonna happen in the economy, what's gonna happen in your life, if you're worried about who God's made you to be, if you're worried about your identity, come to Jesus, he will give you peace. And one of the things, one of the keys that I found in, in living in the reality of that peace, because peace is a fruit of the Spirit. Peace is given to us by the Spirit. It's a blessing that comes from God. But if you're anything like me, sometimes I have to work to live in peace. I don't always live in that peace and joy. Sometimes peace is easily, as I said earlier, easily just ruptured and, and the, the waters, the ripples, and you know, somebody can say something really innocuous to me and I'm in a tailspin. Have you ever experienced that? You know, where you, you just somehow you realize in the moment you're a bit fragile. And the thing, or maybe there's circumstances that come at you. Uh, I remember a few years ago, we, we had received some money uh, from some inheritance in the, U, in the UK. And, and um, you know, we basically, I didn't understand fully the, the rules uh, within the states on taxes. And so my first time round of, you know, with the IRS, I classified my, my, that, that, you know, incorrectly, and I got a letter to say, please explain, 
And then I started calculating, oh my goodness, I think I've just worked out that I owe you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. And I'm like, ah! You know, have you ever, run, you know, ever experienced that? Something happens and you, you run around like a headless chicken. It's like, I gotta live in, and then, you know, and then it happens like this. Okay, be at peace, Murray. Be at peace. God's got you. Be at peace. But, you know, the washing machine that goes around on the inside. Well, you're telling your head, hey, everything, be at peace. You're gonna be fine. Be at peace. Be at peace. But everything on the inside of you is going, you're going to die. You're gonna end up in jail. You're gonna be bankrupt. There's gonna be this. This is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. And you just, you know, you're trying to do your best to go, I have peace with Jesus, I'm full of the Holy Spirit, but why is peace so hard to find? Maybe that's you coming up to Christmas. You're like, oh boy, my aunt's coming. Or my uncle, man, every time they're around me, I just get, I just get so angry, I get so upset. They, they put me down, they, they, you know, whatever. My mother's coming and, I, and she's just gonna nag me the whole time. Or, you know, Sarah, I'm sure doesn't think that about Ash, you know, our kids, you know. You know, or, or, you know, oh, I've got, you know, we've got Christmas presents to buy and I, I'm just not sure and have we got enough money or I don't even know who I'm going to spend Christmas with. It's just really lonely. And we're in this place and, and, you know, you can speak to your mind and you can tell your mind, oh, be at peace, be at peace, be at peace. But I don't know about you, but it doesn't work very well for me. I know that I'm one with Christ. I know that I have his peace. I know that there's shalom for me, that there's nothing lacking or nothing missing. But my experience still wants to come up and tell me that actually you're going to fall short. And actually with this, this time with the IRS, I, I was just, just struggling for about a week. You know, when you're not very happy, when you're not, when you're not living in peace, you're not very kind to be around. It's not very fun to be around, right? Maybe it's just me. You know, but when I'm anxious and worried and sometimes I'm not very good at communicating, I don't even know sometimes what's going on on the inside and Ash will be like, are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, you don't look like you're peace. I'm full of peace. What are you talking about? <laughs> right? And, um, you know, it's like, so I'm, I'm grumpy and I'm miserable and Ash is like probably in her heart's praying for me going, Lord, please help him out. <laughs> you know, take yourself away and sort yourself out, right? Just go and, you know, Peace out, brother, because I want to peace out. And so, you know, I'm, I'm just, I, I, that one morning, I was like, okay, Lord, I, I need to find some peace. I need this. And, and just out of the blue, a friend of mine, Francis, in, uh, in Virginia, he sends me this text. Sometimes he sends me scripture text. And the scripture text that came through was Psalm 62, verse 8. And it says this, trust in him at all time, O you peoples. Pour out your heart to him, for God is a refuge to us. Um, like all of a sudden the Holy Spirit just hit me and said, the key to living in the peace is to pour out your heart to me. The key to living in it is, hey, huh, newsflash, I know what you're going through. Hey, newsflash, I actually know that you're stressed out about your finances. But hey, newsflash, I know the end from the beginning. I know how it's going to work out. So you want to just talk to me about it? And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, yes, I'm trying to find peace I'm not connecting with peace. What am I going to do? So I started to pour out my heart, just write out, Lord, I feel fear. I feel scared. I feel this, that, and the other. I just literally spent an hour just you know, journaling and talking to the Lord. And the most amazing thing happened. I found peace. I had, it, I had access to it all of the time. 
I had access to it because I'm, I'm one with the Father. I'm now united with Christ. I have, I've been filled with the Spirit. The Spirit of God is bearing His fruit within me. But I couldn't access it in the moment because my head was getting, my, my emotions and my fear were getting in the way. And so in that moment, I realized, and I just over this last, you know, meditating on that over the years, it's actually our ability or our desire to communicate with the Father about what's going on in our own lives is a measure of how much we trust Him. Because it says, trust in Him at all times, O you people, pour out your heart to Him. The implication is if you don't pour out your heart to Him, it's because you don't trust Him. For me. And the outcome was, and because He's a refuge for you. So in other words, if you want to have refuge in the Father, you actually need to Remember that you're one with Christ. Remember that you're filled with the Spirit. Remember that He knows everything about your circumstances and He loves you and He's with you and He's for you even if you've been the one like I did that made the mistake because He's a good gut father. And so we, we pour out our heart to Him and in that place we demonstrate our trust. And so one of the things that I've been learning over this, in this, you know, this last few years in my journey is finding peace looks like reminding myself of my identity. It looks like receiving the Spirit, but then not trying to shove my emotions away, shove my lack of peace away, but acknowledge that peace and bring it to the Lord and then allow Him to release His shalom to me. It's not in that moment that I have stepped out of, you know, it's not like I'm physically out of His peace and now I'm stepping into His peace. But what I'm doing is I'm tuning in in that moment. I'm receiving, I'm allowing my heart, I'm going to him and asking him for his joy and his peace to actually settle on me and deal with my emotions, which are really just what's going on on the inside. They're not bad. They're just like, you need help. Yes, I need help. And he's there. So we have peace internally that he wants to give that requires us to take some action with that. Another thing that I like to do to get some peace is just to breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in, Abba, breathe out, I belong to you. Breathe in, Jesus, breathe out, you're my peace. Another wonderful way of getting peace is speaking in tongues. It's just beautiful. But we, we, those are all things that, yes, we're partnered now with heaven. Because, it's actually because we're in heaven, because we're now in the kingdom of the beloved, because we have the spirit on the inside of us, we get to step into the reality of his peace, and he helps us with that. It's also not just for us. That peace that we carry is actually for other people. It's to shift atmospheres. It's to bring that peace into work where everyone else is in turmoil because you've lost a contract, or everyone else is in turmoil because the boss has been angry again, or everyone else is gossiping and slandering, or everyone else is like up in, the, up in arms about the soccer results, or, or whatever it is. The, you know, maybe having relational, relational difficulties, and we get to carry that peace that the Father's released to us into our workplaces, into our families, into this Christmas with your family if there's peace. We get to carry that peace. Because Jesus said this in Matthew 5, blessed are the, no, sorry, the peacemakers, the peacemakers, they're the ones that the sons of God. You and I, if we've said yes to Jesus, we're in him, we're united with him, we're his son, we're the Father's son, just like Jesus. We're to make peace. Even though our, you know, our life may not look rosy, it doesn't mean to say that now that we have the shalom of heaven, that everything is going to look perfect. No, Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, 
for I have overcome the world. Take, what does take heart? Have peace. Be at peace. That no matter what circumstances you're going to go through, no matter what you're going to experience, here's the reality. It's peace on earth among those whom the Father is well pleased. And he is well pleased with you. He is well pleased with me. He is well pleased with everybody that trusts in Jesus. Not based on our own ability, not based on our own strength, not based on our own goodness, but because of the performance and the beauty and the perfection of Jesus. Oh, so good. That we get to live in peace. That we get to experience peace. We get to release peace everywhere we go. Just as Jesus calmed the storm that was around him, you and I carry supernatural peace. That we get to speak to the chaos that's around us in our society, in our families, in our marriage, in our own hearts to speak peace and to connect with the Prince of Peace, Jesus, the one who is there. Now, that requires us to let go of pain, to walk in forgiveness, to release our other people to, to forgive, but we get to live in that peace. And so this, this Christmas, as we're coming up, the, the, the reality is heaven came down to bring us peace. And it's not those, the, the favor of God doesn't rest on us because we're here and doing the right thing. It doesn't rest on us because we're believing the right thing or acting the right thing or have all the, of our lives together. Actually, if you talk to most of us here, most of us would tell you that we don't have our lives all together. But that's why we need God and that's why he's provided for himself a savior. That's why peace has come, peace among us. And notice what he says at the very beginning. It's, the angel says, this is good news to you. Unto you is born a Savior. Unto you. And this is joy for all people. This is the glorious message of truth. Heaven came down to bring us peace. And it is joy. It's good news that really should put a smile on our dials. So I want to invite you to stand if you would, please. Let's just take a moment to welcome the Prince of Peace. You are united with peace himself. The Bible says of the increase of his government and of peace. Where's his government? It's in us. It's in our neighborhoods. It's in our society. It's in our nation. Of the increase of his government and shalom, nothing lacking, nothing missing, there will be no end. So right now, let's just together... Lift up our hands and say, Prince of Peace, thank you for your peace. Prince of Peace, thank you for your love. Thank you for your favor that rests upon us. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're bearing the fruit of peace in our lives. Thank you. Thank you. I want you to take a deep breath in and just breathe in, Jesus and then breathe out, you are my shalom, you're my peace. Take another deep breath in, Jesus. Breathe out, you are my peace. Let's take another deep breath in, Jesus. You're my peace. Teach me to live in your peace. Teach me to access your peace. 
It's like, I just feel like the Holy Spirit saying, I want you to take my peace seriously because it's full of joy. <laughs> and I'm conscious that there are some of us that are right here, maybe we are not living, we're struggling with peace at the moment. Maybe we are struggling internally with who we are, who God's made us to be, what our future is going to be. Maybe we're struggling with our relationship status. Maybe we're struggling with relationships in our family and our marriage or we're struggling with conflict that's around us in, at work. Maybe there's some of us here that we're struggling with finances and we're just struggling to find a place of peace that God is with us, really. Maybe we're worried about being alone. Maybe we're worried about the future. Some of us, I think we're going to need to go home. I want to recommend us going home and doing some journaling and just pouring out our hearts to the Lord and, and, and just surrendering what's going on on the inside to Him. We want to take a moment, take an opportunity as we wrap up. We've got a prayer ministry team that are here, uh, and we would love to pray for you. If you're particularly struggling with peace, you're struggling in any of those categories that I mentioned, we would love to stand with you and release the Prince of Peace with you and help you release whatever you need to release to find his peace. I want to invite the ministry team, if you want to come forward, please. And if, you want, if you want more peace, if you want someone to stand in agreement with you, then please come forward. Please come and we'll pray. We'll release heaven's peace upon you. I want to bless you with peace this week. That as you go, you will go with joy and peace in believing that Jesus is with you, Emmanuel. With us is God and God who saves. Bless you all. We hope you encounter God and were inspired by this message today. To watch video of this message and other messages from Catch the Fire in Toronto, visit catchthefire.tv. Catch the Fire has churches, schools, events, missions and media all around the world. To find out more, visit catchthefire.com.